I'm gonna please just standing on my notes. Can I close your It depends on where you lay your head. How do you feel about that closeness? I feel good. Okay. Well when we test okay. 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 When we tested it the first time, you know, it was we both had we're laying like this. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Shit, yeah, what'd you do? I took in front of you. When? <laughs> While we're out the view south there. I don't remember it, I'm sorry. First part of the have a relaxed cocktail down. You can't have any. No, you're only relaxed. Yep, I'll be super relaxed here in a minute. Okay, let's get this let's get this kitty on the move. Move, move, move. Okay, so we're gonna talk about writer distractions today. Yes, we are. Currently one's going off. Yeah, it's you. I'm Amy. I'm Mom. And welcome to Shit Show. It's our shit show of distraction. Yay! Podcast. Marin doesn't have to worry about this shit. Well, no, no, well and Boomer's out there somewhere, right? In theory. Well, he has he still has cats in the garage. Yeah, I know, but I don't think he lets the cat in. Marin doesn't have this problem. <clears throat> and everybody, I love hearing podcasts bitch about Marin. It's hilarious. Marin didn't hit me like a bro. What? <sighs> okay. So, we're going to talk about distractions. Okay. I'm currently being distracted from a project. I'm being distracted from like five, honestly. Are you currently being distracted from a project? Yes, I am. Yeah? How long have you been working on that project? A couple weeks now. couple weeks? Yeah. And it's mostly because of just, you know, life. Well, I know that in the past, like last month, <clears throat> we had January, you were sick. February, I was sick. And that threw everybody's schedule for a loop. Mm-hmm. So that was, that sucked. We didn't get to watch Limitless, and I really wanted you to see it before we did this. You've never seen Limitless? Well, it's got Bradley Cooper in it. The, uh... The, uh... Margot Robbie of men. And... (coughs) But he's in it, and he plays, you know, some writer that basically lives off his girlfriend who has a job or whatever. Um, He hooks up with somebody he used to know. Gautier, you know. Somebody I used to know. And... Mm. They're like, here, I have drugs. You'll be a performing machine. And he takes this drug. It's basically Provigil. And you don't know what Provigil is. It's a narcolepsy uh, prescription. Mm-hmm. So people who are narcoleptic or have sleep apnea, um, they fall asleep throughout the day. So to keep them on their sleep schedule or to keep them awake so they can function, Provigil is basically a stimulant. It's an upper. It's an amphetamine. I forget what is in it. Um, but so on this fake Provigil, 
he finishes his book, he exercises, learns language, he becomes super fucking human, and then he ends up getting this, I'm going to conquer the world idea, and then we go off of the writer tangent. So it's sort of like the episode of Family Guy where Brian takes ADD and he hands up. You know what? Yeah, it's like when Brian decided to do um, Star Wars. It, it was spin-off. it was Stewie's Ritalin. Yeah, and it was every genre <clears throat> ever smushed together. But he was yeah, amphetamine out of his gourd. Uh, and it was like, but it wasn't like that. He you know measured it and maintained it. You got to see it. It's it's very good. But that's limitless. And then that's a whole nother question. That's a whole nother question because you didn't see it, so we don't get to talk about that. But would you take the drug that increased your productivity? I would have to check out the side effects first. No. Yes or no? I have too many health issues. I can't do that. Yeah, I would. I don't even care. I would do it. No, it's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. I would do that. Especially now, being the age that I am. You know? I'm not... 20 and get to run on monsters <coughs> you know what i mean i i would do it i, I get would. it and and there's a lot of people that say no but i wonder if they were offered this drug in connection with their big dream well my other thing too is we, we both had different obstacles that can say why i should say no i mean how so what kind of a different obstacle Health obstacles. Mm. I that's that's irrelevant. I can't I can't do stimulants. I can do depressants all day long. And painkillers and muscle relaxers and fuck I can operate machinery on that stuff. It doesn't bother me. I know other people put some on their ass. I can't drink monsters, Red Bull, shit like that. That stuff will make me explode. Even knowing that about my personal chemistry, I'd take it. I do it anyway. For writing. What's that say about me? I don't know. I think it has more negative things to say about me than it does about you. Okay. Also, we've covered this about, you know, income inequalities that you've had. You know, you've done this job. You've done your writing job. You know what it's like. Mm -hmm. I haven't. (laughs) Me not do it yet. No has. That's not what this is about today. It's about distractions. So we have unfinished projects. And I think that's the nature of beast, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So what do you feel like is your biggest obstacle to finishing an unfinished project right now? Life. Okay. What? Well, the daily routines we have to do. Okay. Like, uh... You know, we work. Work. Go grocery shopping. Clean, clean the clean the apartment, cleaning, you know, going out shopping for, for stuff that we need fixed around the house. And... You know, I really think that it's work. Yeah. And if it wasn't for work, a full-time job, I would have a lot less um, obligation <clears throat> for other things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't have to worry so much about, I need to make it to the store by this time. I need to make sure I have this much sleep. I need to make sure that I take this on schedule. Everything revolves around my work life instead of everything revolves around my writing life. 
And I guess those are the two kinds of people. So because everything revolves around my full-time job, which I know we're just fucking lucky to have, but because everything... <laughs> fucking high roll. But because everything revolves around making that work so I can keep it, writing is a luxury and it's on the back burner. So what specifically in your life do you feel like is an obstacle? Are you not getting enough sleep? Do you not have enough free time? Do you... I don't think I have enough free time. Not free time. Okay. And it's no, it's no dig at, anybody, at anything or anybody. It's just right. The way, it's the way it is. Yeah. We work... <clears throat> we work, we make plans for the weekend, uh, we follow through on those plans, and then we have other children and, and, and other responsibilities. Well, that's just the thing with uh, work, is that you've got to have your blow-off time. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't work 40 hours right for 30 and, and function. Let's I be just, honest, you're working more than that. Well, yeah. Yeah, when when your employer expects more, you know, has a requirement of more, then it's, you know, harder. You have to catch up with, you know, getting everything done, and then you just have a hard time, you know, we've talked about this, you can't get in the, in the mode, mm -hmm. you know, so there's that. Okay, Pets is on the list. This man, this gentleman in my life, really is a lap demander mm -hmm. and he's eyeing my notebook right now because he's going to get in on that good thing i've already written everything down that i pointed that i wanted to hit um he's chewing on it before oh gosh he chews on it he digs on it he'll lay on it oh it just yeah i know <clears throat> um Technology is a big distraction for me. It is for me too because I have an older tower and it constantly freezes. And I'm sorry, I just can't afford to go out and get the latest technology. Yeah, I mean, even upgrading is hard. So right now I'm running on, I've got an old laptop, I'm fighting to get on the internet so I can get all the updates done, which I'm going to plug that bastard into ethernet while we're messing around later um got a tablet that's wi-fi only and uh bluetooth keyboards suck by the way mm. so i had to get a corded keyboard well there's like a mile of cord for some reason i don't know how we went backward in time with that um the tablet takes a use a usb port so i can mouse and keyboard when i need to and then i can disconnect all of that and just run it like a tablet but my phone is the most efficient. It's the fastest. It's on all the time. It's reliable. I've done more on my phone. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And of course I'm looking at the Astro House. Astro House or whatever. At that um, word processor I've been looking at. And it really is. You remember those word processors that came out like 20 years ago? The Brother ones, yes. Yeah. Was it just Brother Brand? I think so. Okay. And it was... <clears throat> Just a word processor, and I think you had a, did it have a printer in it? I don't, I never used one. 
I don't remember how, how you got words out of it. Um, but this one, it's got dials on it, right? Mm -hmm. So the basic one, there's a little laptop one, and you get a full computer keyboard, so you have the full range. There's no little mm -hmm. tiny bits to mess around little bits to mess around with, none of that. But you get the full keyboard, and then there's a little laptop one that has a small screen, and then there's a typewriter-style one that really isn't that much bigger. But it's got dials, like steampunk style. And for Wi-Fi, something else, and then turning the internet off completely, and then choosing your Dropbox, like so Dropbox, Google Drive, and Evernote. So that's fantastic. You can type all day long. There's no software, there's no applications, there's nothing to distract you. It doesn't do anything but process words. That sounds fantastic. So do you know how much the typewriter one is? What? Nearly $600. And I've looked at it so much that all my ads on Facebook are Astral House. You know. But every time I look at it, I'm thinking, oh, you know, they have a financing plan for 50 bucks a month. And I was like, well, should we get one for both of us? You know, we both have used Google Drive. But still, that would be $1,200. You know how long that would take at a hundred bucks a month to pay off? Twelve months. It would just, it would be a very long time for something I just don't think is that price. A year, yeah. The price point is all wrong, and everybody keeps saying that. A netbook would be cheaper, which is basically a tablet. So, yeah, I, technology's so sexy. <sighs> so sexy. Are you able to get on Google Drive with what you got right now? Yes. Well, okay. Did you get on today? No. Okay. It's right later. I just haven't seen you do it. Well, we haven't had time. I know. I've been napping <coughs> a lot. And God, it's been great. God, it's been awesome. So, environment's a big deal for me. What do you mean? Well, the weather. And that really is coming down to pain. But, you know, I find that I write a lot in the summer because I'm inside where it's, where it's cool. Mm. And I just prefer not to get out in the summer. You know. Um, my mood. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they'll, you know, oh, under times of great stress or whatever, I write a lot. I can't. Especially if it's personal distress or trauma or events or whatever. I can't. I have to be in a good place in a good space. Oh, how do you feel about that? I feel like uh, most of my writing, if I do it, it's in the morning. Uh-huh. And I set myself a time limit because I know I cannot, after a while, I just get numb and my my body gets <coughs> numb to the chair and I have to move around. Right. <coughs> but after about an hour or so of working, which I tell you, right now in the beginning of it, it's paying the ass and doing a lot of research. Mm. <coughs> and maybe getting the page done. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, after a while, you just can't, I can't sit there all day and just type. Mm-hmm. I gotta get up and move around. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating part for me. 
I don't so much. If I've got flow, then I'm fine. <clears throat> Says everybody. I see it seems kind of obvious. But, I mean, uh, Nano kind of trained me to do my research beforehand. That doesn't help when I need to know this detail right now. But if I spend that time D&Ding, dungeon mastering it, and I build the world and get the outline of the characters, and then I can run wild with it. Mm -hmm. That's just how I do it, because I'm, I think I'm a secret word builder. But as far as environment, we've talked about chores yeah. and stuff. Um, what do you need to write with, like, I need coffee? I just bought a coffee cup that looks like an old Trevor mug. And it's copper, and it has a top so it keeps it nice and hot. And that is for <coughs> keeping it hot so I can write. Because I, I really hate getting in a flow, getting in a mood. You keep going, and then you go and you have iced coffee. My, I didn't ask for this iced. I need coffee and music. I do music too. I love doing music. Um, I used Napster, just kind of old school now. You know what? But you stream it, and I stream Spotify, so <coughs> everybody streams now. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to find the right song and couldn't? That's part of the that goes into the distraction factor. <laughs> yeah, it's very distracting. Where it's almost better if I'm listening to stuff on the fly and find a song, I'm like, this is perfect. And I add it to the playlist. Or if I'm, you know, in the middle of a flow and all of a sudden some depressing song comes on, like, uh, Sailing from Christopher Cross, and I'm kind of like... Sailing... Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, stop and switch the song. And, and then you're out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Then Bulls on Parade comes on, and I'm like, okay, cool. Is that... <coughs> What is a song that you hear and you have to write to it? Like, even if you're listening to it and you're not in a writing space, you're like, oh, gosh, it gives me ideas. Locked Out of Heaven. What? Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars. Huh. Never heard of it. I don't know. That's the one where it's going. <laughs> I'm sure I would know it if I heard it, but yeah. I'm going to write that down so I can listen to it later. Um, mine is the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack. American McGee's Alice mm. game soundtrack is very good. Also, the Portal soundtrack. That gets me in the jam pretty well. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what about your television? What about being on the internet? Uh, I try to limit that when I'm writing. Yeah. <clears throat> Google Drive makes it hard. Because I, I like to turn off the internet, turn off data, turn off distractions. But I'm always afraid that it just doesn't quite sync up or it starts airing out. Because Google Drive wants you to operate right on the drive. Yeah, and I'm kind of a... Uh, I do a lot of research on medical stuff. Mm-hmm. So, going, trying to go in and out in Chrome between pages can yeah. be distracting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. YouTube is a big distraction for me anyway, just in life in general. Not for me. Oh, God. Yes, for me. I love YouTube. And if I get a good, uh, <coughs> a good channel, like right now I'm all about Cinefix. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Gosh, there's another one. There's a couple scholarly ones. And I found the third part of that William Burroughs <coughs> creative writing lecture. Okay. So I'm going to restart listening to all of that again. And I used to have Netflix, but I don't anymore. And uh, eh, I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. Eh. Maybe one of these days. We have so much, you know? That's true. We do have a lot. So, real-time editing. Does that distract you? I'll be honest, because I haven't really done it yet. And I'm on this new project. I... <clears throat> when I get burned out, mm -hmm. what I'm doing, I'm done for the day. Yeah, that's understandable. That's understandable. I'm just kind of burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um... But that's existential crisis for another time. Although it wasn't quite as critical as Dear God Was My Life had come to. You know, I, I can chalk it up to other causes instead of... Ugh. So, do you, but do you real-time it? I try to. You, you try to? Okay. Some people say it's a distraction. <coughs> I, try to, I try to keep it down to a minimum. Otherwise, I'll never stop. I'll never stop. Yeah. So I have to get through a draft, and then after you get through that first draft, and you have to just basically tear apart that robot and rearrange all the parts, and uh, it's it's messy, and that's the part I actually hate. I don't mind first draft. I don't mind editing, but getting that hunk of shit that is the first draft into something that looks like I could build a starship out of it. That little period, that's, that's difficult. So, yeah. What's that's... what's it like for you with first draft and after? I realized how many mistakes I make and just demoralizes me. Really. I read this stuff and think a two-year-old would just make the same mistakes. Oh, that, that sounds so ridiculous, but I understand. I, I read something one time that really, I made it stick with me, that they said, of course you're sick of it, you look at it constantly, but whenever somebody reads it, it's going to be new to them, no matter how many times you've looked at it. I was like, oh. That makes sense. That's why we get so frustrated writing it. Mm -hmm. Because it's in our face constantly. What about reading? Do you read stuff on subject while you're writing or off subject? Usually off subject. I usually read on subject while I'm preparing. And I have to read off subject while I'm writing. Otherwise, I'm going to end up writing what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. And that's just dumb. But if I write off sub, but if I read off subject, it goes a lot better. Have you ever read anything that made you just like I can't do this anymore? This was so good, I can't do it anymore. Not really. Really? Yeah. I think everybody <laughs> has the experience where they read this. I can, I can do this. I can do this, and I can do it better. 
But once in a while, I'll read something that's so fucking good. I'm like, usually it's Chuck Palahniuk that does it to me. I'm sure I pronounced it wrong. Well, I just, I just got finished reading Cold Blood. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, I know I'm about 20 years too late in that one, but I mean... I just read it a few years ago. In high school? No. Of my own accord. Found it at the rift. <clears throat> and uh, I'm realizing, okay, this guy was a true genius. Of course, he spent years working on it. Mm-hmm. I forget how many. It might have been over five, six years working on it. Going to the town and... Was this post-breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. Okay, so he had money and the luxury. And I heard that, I heard that he ended up one kind of cocktail during the day and then another kind of cocktail and kind of lounge out, another kind of cocktail, end up laying down. And I was like, he's my hero. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And he had Harper Lee helping him out. Well, okay, friends in high places. This is before she published. So, she was still Harper Lee. It was still sitting in there just because it was... She found out she didn't publish while doing the investigative work for her. See? She'd already done that. It's an even life. So what was the last thing that you read that made you feel anything <clears throat> about the writing process? Let me think about it for a second. Uh... Even if it is, man, fuck this guy, or these words are great... Or I could do this, or I want to do this, or anything like that. Feel anything. Well, I read a lot of sports books mm -hmm. about, about biographies, about, about any sort of uh, athlete. Well, you said sports journalism was your passion. Yes. My favorite one... I haven't read it in a while, but it made me think about... <clears throat> Reporting game was called The Teammates. <clears throat> it was written by, uh, I don't know if you, if you recognize this author's name. His name is David Halverson. No. It's, it's about sports ball. You're going to have to educate me. Well, he was a uh, reporter during World War II in Vietnam. Okay. And he made a career of writing uh, books about sports history. Okay. Uh, and he wrote about the 50s, too. Okay. Um, and this story was... I know who Ted Williams was, right? Let's say yes. Okay, you know who the Boston Red Sox are, right? <laughs> yes, I know who they are. <laughs> Alright, Ted Williams was considered their greatest player of all time, probably. Okay. And, uh, he was dying, and a couple, was, a couple of his old teammates took one last road trip to see him before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I chronicalized the friendship of these guys. It was about three or four of them that were going down uh, in a car mm -hmm. and visiting him. And just, <clears throat> it reflected a bond about beyond baseball. Okay. 
about family and brotherhood. Because all these guys, especially Williams, had served during wartime. Williams twice, actually. He served in Korea, too. Oof. And he has a pilot. Mm. But anyway, um, the thing that made me, made, me, made me yearn for what the sports reporting was all about, uh, one of the players' name is Bobby Doerr. And the one thing these, these guys all did in common was they were all out, outdoorsmen. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, for years, uh, Ted Williams endorsed uh, Sears products for, for fishing and what have you. <clears throat> they were videotaping this one uh, event they were doing. They were they were fishing out in the rapids in Oregon, and this is like in the seventies. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they they retired, but they they haven't played since together since the fifties. Yeah. And Ted's giving uh, Bobby Doerr shit about his hitting averages uh, while they're fishing, waist deep, in, waist deep in the canals. Yeah. And it, it was just like Bobby, I don't understand how the hell you could not hit over three hundred over three hundred on your entire career when he's casting a line. <laughs> you know, the water is past your knees. Yeah. <laughs> and just still giving each other shit. That's the type of stuff I always wanted to write about. But never had the opportunity. What is it about that specifically? Because in reading your stuff that I've read, <clears throat> you're very social and human interest. <clears throat> and so I, I have a question. <clears throat> it's not, it's that... not just the sports. It's not just the, the brotherhood aspect of, you know, how this team comes together. It is... It's a whole bunch more about the individuals that happen to be in these circumstances. Because those, those individuals are gone because these guys make so much money now. I mean, hell, now you can freaking bring the Oregon lakes to you. Yeah. So you think it's just lost a lot of its down-to-earth? Yeah. Down-to-earth personalities? Yeah, I do. I have opinions anyway about professional athletes and the amount of money we throw at them. I have opinions. They're not great ones. I know it's too much. I don't agree with you. Well, I mean, we're just uh, deifying the wrong people. <clears throat> and I know that, you know, I've heard the argument that, okay, well, they get paid so much because basically they could be killed at any minute. There are modern day gladiators. That's great. What about teachers and caregivers and Cops. police and firemen and, you know, anybody Doctors, that, yeah. what about, fucking docs make plenty of goddamn money. You know, what about social workers and what, what about yeah, everybody geez. else? The, those are, I would rather see a game between, you know, like, <laughs> the, the loneliest workers at the Department of Justice and the Department of Child Services. I'd rather see those people duke it out. <clears throat> you know, I I want to see those people be heroes. Not, not some kid that happened to be, you know, taught right or gifted or, you know. I'd feel a lot better about it if they were smart 
but they're just fostered wrong. They're fostered wrong. I, I, I don't have great opinions for it. So I, I think I'm agreeing with you that they just don't make them like that anymore. Yeah, and we're getting off topic, so it's... Okay, right. We can, we can totally get back on topic. Okay, so getting back on track from a writer's block. So there's the environment, there's time, and then there's the actual story of it. So how would you recover from a writer's block? What was your last block that you came back from? Hmm. I guess you just have to have the drive to get back and do it. I, I, I lost, I had a writer's block that lasted for a long time. What happened? Life happens. You have to be more specific. I got involved in a relationship. And my writing took a back seat to it. And one of these days, <coughs> no, me and my partner, we spent so much time about writing, <coughs> but came up with ideas that I came up with one and, and started the, the wheels going again. But <clears throat> what broke the, the writer's block was just talking about writing and getting back into it. Was it the brainstorming? That too. Okay, what was it? Just just casual chatter about writing? Yeah, getting the interest intrigued again. Uh... Not worrying, not worrying about what's the focus done, what to do, to skip the fact of habit of doing it. And keep doing it, and keep doing it, and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Does your partner still support your writing? Oh, yes, she does. <gasps> <coughs> I had a partner that wasn't terribly unsupportive, but I didn't realize how not supportive they were until they were no longer part of my life. Because I tried for several t years to do nano. Mm -hmm. And there was technically, on paper, nothing in my way. But there wasn't anything clearing the way for me either. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any space in my life. Yeah. That that person did not allow me the extra space I needed. So when I left that and found my new Happy Times partner, um, all of a sudden that space became available. That person allowed me to have that space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it says something a lot about the security of a person that will let you let the tether go a little Yeah. to... <laughs> it makes me sound like a dog where I'm going to, I need to yip around the tree. Yip, yip, you know, and, but yeah, I didn't realize how much space I didn't get. Or, you know, there's a difference between saying, yeah, I support you, don't ever stop, but you just don't 
give any, give any, you mm -hmm. know. But yeah, that that came clear recently. And last year I I didn't do nano. It just I don't I don't remember what got in the way. Oh, I remember what got in the way. Work got in the way, and it wasn't feasible for me to try to fit that on top of. I think I ended up working 40 extra hours or something like that that month. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't happening. You know, I don't drink monsters and I'm not 20, so. Work got my way too because I had a new job basically and trying, yeah. to trying to accomplish that. Yeah. You really have to. So when I hit writer's block, like hardcore, and no matter what I try, if I get that, I'm just staring at it. This is shit. I can't fucking do anything with it. This is look terrible. It's awful, right? Mm -hmm. um, then I know something's wrong with the story. If I've thrown every fix at it, if I've thrown every ball at this Pokemon and I can't catch it, mm. then something's wrong with the story. Fundamentally. Yeah. And if I can find that and fix it, then the break, the writer's block is broken. <clears throat> And I can now see it and I can work on it. Even if I don't feel the flow, mm. I feel I can fix it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. can, I can trudge. I have the energy to trudge through that work part. But I think a lot of it is also self-care. Yeah. You have to make the time for self-care. I had... I've, I've been having problems with self-care lately. Last week, I probably sounded very different. Understandably so. But today, I, thanks to memes in the internet, I got up and took a shower. People don't realize with depression, showering is a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. But I got up, I took a shower every day this weekend. And I took my meds on time. And I took a nap. And I feel exponentially better. So... You have to make time for self-care. You can't power through that. So, you have to make time to sleep, eat healthy. You Just have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay attention to your body. Um, and that comes back to the, if there's a, a giant stressor in my life, I just can't produce. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I write psychological horror. So okay. I have to be in a Zen place to be able to produce that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it makes total sense. I guess. I mean, I, I can live psychological horror, but you know, I guess I can't live it and write it. I mean, writing is basically living it. And if you're not living it while you're writing it, then you're not writing it, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I try to look up what famous authors do to break um, writer's block. Would you believe it? Just things don't come up in Google like they do, like they used to. Okay. I get a lot of shit. I remember ten years ago I could Google something and I get exactly what I fucking googled. But now I got all these weird ass articles that articles that quoted articles that quoted articles and they don't tell me a goddamn thing. But like um, Burroughs, who I'm obsessed with. We obsessed with currently. Let me just ask you, is one of them saying sex breaks with writer's blocks? No. Damn. Oh. <laughs> That's a distraction for me. Especially that quiet 
sleepy cuddle time because after sex I'm more like hold me oh my god I love everything you know not oh I feel productive oh no I need I need a hug in the shower when <laughs> sex is over <laughs> uh, some people say working out mm. and that actually does I found that helps even if you just lay on the floor and do Pilates or you do yoga my ideal writing room, my ideal writing space would have like an elliptical machine just to get the blood moving. What do you think about any of that? I think you're right. But, um... You're a big fan of the solution to anything is let's go out and have a walk. Yes. I was just going to say that, actually. Did I read your mind? Well, it just, it clears the mind to what it does. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a different perspective on how you see things. Yeah. There's there's you that likes to go out and walk and then just look around and take in, you know, the environment. And then there's me that you have to drag out and I bitch half the time. But then after we get out for a little while, I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. I'm like that raccoon meme where I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, this is actually really tasty. Thanks. Mm -hmm. That's that's me a lot. And especially going outside. I row right on the sidewalk. But yeah, we agree. Physical activity is a good idea. <laughs> Whether we like it or not. Nice. <laughs> well, Oppie, we promised a lighthearted segment this week because it was heavy duty. Mm -hmm. And we dodged a whole lot of current issues because <clears throat> we promised we would just have something lighthearted. And we needed it. We really didn't need it. Is there anything that you wanted to add that hasn't been added? Nothing I can think of. Uh, Tiger, what about you? He's out. He's out like a light. I moved the pillow to a different spot, and now he's totally cool with it. He He's all stretched out. I hope he's a better scotch. Oh, God. He was kind of bitchy when this began, but... No, no, he's good. All right. So, how do you feel now about getting back on a project when this is over? I feel good, and I'm going to say this to people who are listening out there. You might what you know. That really helps you get the, get the flow started. And, uh, I, I, I heard this on Burroughs, uh, must have been the second part of the three-part lecture, and it was very good, and I've heard this before, where when they say, write what you know, some people think, well, I haven't done anything. And uh, he said he knew this one guy that could go out and go to the drugstore, and, and he could write about it. Mm. Write about anything, and you find your voice, you get word countdown, you get the discipline. <clears throat> you get so much just from writing what you know, even if it is just what you're, especially if it's what you're just experiencing. And I'll say this, um, everyone's part of family, family has history. Boy, howdy. If they're comfortable, write about that, but use different names. I'm not going to use different names, I want everyone to feel fucking guilt. <laughs> that project is so far away. That's done, that's, that's you, but I'm saying. That's a different topic. But you know, it's, I, it's very... Almost like David Sedaris advice. Mm -hmm. Everybody has those little moments that are relatable. Mm -hmm. That can be entertaining in your own voice. 
Yes. And that would be fantastic to read. I, I find, and this is going to sound cheesy, and no one's going to believe that I ever said this. Okay. But I have a hard time hating somebody once I know their story. <clears throat> I can still find a way. Yeah. I can still find a way to hate somebody. There's no end to it. Um, but if I know your story, then it makes more sense. And you're more interesting. You know? Yeah. But I guess people should share more of their stories. A lot of people are, you know... Afraid? Well, they think that, you know... Media has changed so much that the market's inundated. I mean, we're doing this, you know, in hopes that this is going to perplui our writing in some fashion, if not just polish our voice and narration, whatever that, whatever the fuck. But ultimately, it's just about every narrative is interesting. Told right. Mm -hmm. Told correctly. There isn't a disinteresting narrative. Cool. What do you think? I think you're right about that. Well, I don't. I don't want to be right. I want to know how you feel. Well, I think everyone's a different narrative. Like I said, everyone's got a different story, and every story is unique. Nobody experiences the same thing. No. Well, they might. They might. They might experience a different take on the same thing. Absolutely. That is so fascinating. <coughs> That is so fascinating is somebody's truth. There's always the factual, objective truth of what happened. And then there's your truth and my truth. And I know that's a whole big debate right now is somebody's truth and the actual truth. But I think that's why we developed our own big brother is um, objectivity. And then how you've experienced it, how I've experienced it and what really happened. I'll take an example. How many times have we heard different stories of the Holocaust survivors? Okay. They escape, they escape, but, yeah. but everyone's a different tale of how they got, how it happened to them. Yeah. What they had to do to escape and yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It's it's that way with any tragic narrative that people become obsessed with. Everybody has their own take on what happened to them, mm -hmm. and ultimately that. Is also family. <laughs> Their own take on what happened to them. So, yeah, that was a whole podcast about writer's distractions. Yes, they come and distractions come and go in many shapes and forms. So I have to not be distracted anymore and finally finish this short story I'm working on. Are we going to hold me accountable? Sure. The biggest distra distraction is responsibility. Define. Well, you're responsible to keep your job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm responsible to... Pay rent, you're responsible to, you know... Yeah. Yeah, you have to maintain <coughs> your social facade so you can go to your private writing land. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I want my private writing land to be real land. I want it to be my reality. I think that's the hardest part of reality for me. Yeah. Is that I really just wanted to write my whole life. And for the rest of my life. And that is getting further and further away from my grasp. 
plus the ultimate distraction. Well, now let's reel it back in. Okay. I think it's dinner time. Yeah, it's dinner time. Dinner's done. So we might as well get the meat out of the pot while the cat's asleep. Because we won't have very long. <coughs> I heard a noise. He's pretending to be asleep, but I'm sure he smells what's fucking cooking. Yes. Okay, Avi, how do you feel about it today? Happy. Productive? Yes. Were you productive? It felt like odd nonsense. A good nonsense. It's good nonsense. I enjoy it. I enjoy it too. Well, until next time, guys. I'm Avi. I'm Mo. This is Shit Show. I hope you had a good shit show with us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>